I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it? With no investors and without an Ivy League degree, this podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. What's up, guys? In this video, we're going to talk about winning your first investors, okay? Your first investors into a fund are always the hardest. And there's a couple strategies and approaches that you can utilize to, you know, win those first dollars, get those first dollars invested and help you get your fund off the ground faster. So let's get into it. All right. So I want to talk about this principle called momentum capital. Um, Basically, you know, each dollar raised, each subsequent dollar after that gets easier and easier. And that's usually just from a scarcity lens. So, I mean, picture this, you know, someone coming to you with an opportunity, hey, I'm raising 10 million. Um, yeah, I haven't raised any money yet. You're basically my first investor. Um, do you want to invest? Um, no, you know, but if alternatively, if somebody comes to you and they're like, yeah, you know, we're actually wrapping up our fundraising process, our target raise of 10 million. We've already got eight. Uh, we're just closing things up and yeah, we want to see if you're also interested. Like, so it just gets easier and easier the farther you are along to there's that scarcity mentality, a little bit of FOMO, and it automatically just starting off the conversation gives investors reassurance that, okay, other people believe in, you know, this this manager, this, this investor, so, so should I. However, those first couple dollars, um, your first couple commitments are always very difficult to get. So a couple of strategies that you know you can utilize to um, incentivize early investors. Maybe before I get into that, if you don't want to incentivize early investors, that's fine. Some people just want to do it step by step, and you know that's that's totally fine. You know, syndicate a first couple deal, raise raise a little bit of money, um, trade that or whatever you're doing with your strategy, and slowly grow the pie over time. That's great. You can totally do it. It just takes a lot of time, takes a lot of years. Um, so something to expedite that process or to help you raise more money um, is this. So there's something called discounted shares. So how that works is um, there's kind of two main ways that people utilize it, um, either like a founder share and a standard share class. So, you know, you go to an investor and say, hey, you know, our minimum commitment is 250K. Um, with that, you know, we have these fees. However, if you invest a million dollars um, or whatever X amount, then uh, you'll, we don't charge a management fee or we have a higher hurdle rate or you have liquidity preference um, or you have transparency rights. There's all these things that you can negotiate um, with early limited partners to incentivize them to write bigger checks or just to get them on board. Um, so a lot of different levers you want to pull. But again, you want to present it like it's a it's a bonus. So for example, I just you know just this morning got off a coaching call with somebody and they said, "Yeah, you know, they they were practicing their pitch with me and they're like, "Yeah, we're you know, no management fee, uh 10% pref and, you know, 50/50 split." And I was like, "What? Like like what is that? Like, you know, like yeah, I think that's good that you waived a management fee, but you just presented it terribly." Um so <laughs> you know, the, you want to frame it in a way of like it's always a story you're selling. When you're raising money, you're selling. So if 
you know, I told him that, hey, if I was doing this, I would present it more like this. Um, so the industry standard for is a management fee. However, we've actually decided for our first $5 million into our fund, we're waiving that fee just to help us, you know, get things squared away and get things running. And, you know, we recognize, you know, to be the first investors on board is a little additional risk. Um, so, to, you know, in order to, you know, compensate you for that, we're waiving the management fee and we're offering, you know, a higher preferred rate of return. So, you know, it's a, a lot of it's about the delivery as well not just, um, you know, cutting fees or discounting shares or whatever. But so, yeah, that, that discounted versus founder share is a great way that you can, you know, incentivize early investors. Another way, instead of just doing it like on a, on the commitment size, you could say, Hey, just, you know, we're raising a, let's call it a $10 million fund. The first $2 million allocated, you know, we'll have this preferential treatment. So either by check size or the, you know, an initial amount um, are, are the two most common ways that you can utilize kind of a discounted share uh, incentive. So great way to help get early money. You know, so I met, I mentioned those increased transparency or liquidity preferences. I don't, I don't think we talk about that too much. Um, so let me just cover it quickly. So you know, some people, some investors, they want to know, usually in a hedge fund, um, uh, hedge funds aren't as heavily regulated and they don't have to, you know, you know, tell everyone when they're making a trade or what they're doing. But some large limited partners might say, hey, yeah, I'll invest with you, but I want to have a, you know, non-disclosure signed, you know, we're not going to tell anybody, but we want to know when you're making trades and what positions you're taking on any single day. And it and which is good and bad. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's great that they're going to write you a check, but that also is an additional workload burden that you're going to have to have this basically daily filing or notice filing every time that you take a position. And usually, if they're going to have that preference, they also want a liquidity preference. So if they if if you take a position that they don't want to be a part of then it's usually after, you know, a one year lockup because a lot of, you know, especially hedge funds will have, you know, this, uh, you know, redemption windows on a quarterly basis. But, you know, they'll say, hey, you know, I want to be able to take my money out in 10 days um, instead of a 90 day notice, you know, so they can watch what you're doing. Maybe you make a big allocation to a stock that they're already invested in or don't like or don't want to be a part of and they get scared or, you know, markets, whatever happens, you know, the, people are going to want to, you know, negotiate this preferential treatment, which is, which is okay. Um, I think only for early dollars and the better you get, the more demanding you can be on, on your terms. You know, in addition to, you know, all these, you know, different fees that you can negotiate, um, you know, another strategy to help get in early money is, you know, we, we refer to them as an anchor LP. So just kind of a anchor limited partner. It's usually somebody that comes in early and will, you know, write a fairly good sized check and say, yeah, you know, I'll invest with you. They'll usually have a contingency on it that says like, you know, this check, you know, it's only good if you reach X percent of your target AUM raise. So you're not like, they're not like the only investor in the fund, but, uh, you know, that proves that you can actually raise other money. And so what they'll do is they'll either just come in as a limited partner, but some of these anchor LPs may say, yeah, you know, here, here's what we'll do. It's, it's almost like a, like a company treating your general partnership, your managing entity like a company. And they'll say, yeah, you know, we'll write you a, a $10 million check. However, we want 20% of your general partnership and we want to have an ownership in the management as well. 
So, you know, we're basically buying a stake in your general partnership by coming in as this massive initial investor. Um, so, you know, that's a kind of a way to kickstart, jumpstart your, uh, your money raising process uh, because, you know, you can count that towards money raised. So if you're raising a $50 million fund and, you know, this anchor comes in with a $10 million commitment, you're already 20% subscribed. And then you can hit the ground running and, you know, get to your target AUM a, a lot quicker. So that's another way. There's a lot of different, just remember guys, when you are launching and scaling funds, like almost everything is negotiable. Uh, there are a lot of negotiating tactics when raising money. So understand your investors, you know, know their intention, be willing to be flexible a little bit. And again, don't, don't just, you know, throw it all away, throw it up on the front end and say, yeah, here you go. But, you know, negotiate it and utilize that, you know, these, these tools to, uh, you know, if, if an investor is right on the edge, like as a, as a pot sweetener for them. So one last way, and we kind of talk about this a bit in the course, um, you know, and in our other videos, but just leveraging partners as money raisers, right? Bringing on strategically, you know, it's similar to an anchor investment strategy of just giving away equity in terms for investments. Um, so, you know, giving people a incentivizing money, money raiser saying, hey, if you raise me five, $10 million, you know, you'll get X percent of our general partnership and we'll have you on our team or go leveraging the experience of board members and saying, hey, yeah, we'll pay you this fee, but also anyone that you bring to our fund, you know, we're going to give you um, an additional percentage of the fund. Because remember, you can't pay uh, anyone a commission for raising you money unless they're a registered broker dealer. Um, so definitely want to be compliant there. It's worth strategizing over of getting your first investors into the fund and how you're going to do that. Um, I wouldn't sabotage your most likely relations. Like if you have this, a friend or family who's most likely com to commit to your fund, don't go to them right away. Like make sure that you've worked out the kinks and have a solid plan, have a solid pitch, have a good approach and then come to them. Um, so I'd even actually encourage you to go pitch other people before you go pitch your most promising investors to get all the you know kinks and uh, out of the way and, and make sure that you can have a great, uh, you can kick off the relationship great with that limited partner. Hopefully these, some of these tips and tricks help you guys. Uh, we'll see you soon. here i have four free and simple ways i can further help you to scale your business or fund number one i have a youtube channel with actually i don't to toot my own horn i think it's decent content on there go check it out bridger pennington is a youtube channel we go very deep on funds number two i have a one hour free training at investmentfundsecrets.com we go very deep into how to actually start and scale your very own fund from ground zero number three you can join our free private Facebook group of like-minded people like me and you that go out and launch the scale funds. I go live in there once a week. The name of the group is Investment Fund Secrets. And then number four, finally, I have a free PDF guide on how to actually launch and scale your fund. If you go to investmentfundsecrets.com slash guide, you can download that guide. Now, finally, people always ask me, Bridger, can you help me one-on-one? -on -one? Can we work together? Yes. I don't want to talk about that in here, but if you want to learn more, message me, Bridger at investmentfundsecrets.com 
or just DM me on Instagram. Thank you guys. And I'll see you in the next episode.